Hello, and welcome to Priority Status. I'm Kristen Mahler, and on this episode of Five Questions With, I'm joined by Vincienne Gumsey, a talented journalist based in Washington, D.C., who writes about sports, travel, entertainment, and food. She began her career in sports journalism with bylines at SB Nation, USA Today, and Yahoo. And today, she is a staff writer at Boardroom, covering the intersection of sports and entertainment across football, soccer, tennis, basketball, and more. Vincienne was born in Cameroon and moved to the U.S. as a young child. She grew up in Kansas City and has been a lifelong Chiefs fan. Listen in as Vincienne shares how a family tradition helped manifest her career in journalism, what it's like to travel and write about her favorite sports teams and athletes, and what inspires her on a daily basis. Let's jump in. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. Today I have with me Vincienne Gumsey, who's a staff writer at Boardroom. Thank you so much for being with us today, Vincienne. Thank you so much for having me. You have such an amazing career, and I can't wait for you to share a little bit more with our listeners, but Vincienne is a sports journalist and a food writer. So she has such a varied background. She's based in DC. Um, She and I got together recently at a client event and it was so fun to see her in person. And Vincienne, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got started in your career? Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated with a degree in political science from Truman State University. And from there, I decided that I wanted to go into public administration, some sort of public policy work. So I took myself to D.C. and worked in the nonprofit space, continued doing that for about five years. But I ultimately did not feel fulfilled. And transparently, I felt as if a lot of the skills that I was working on didn't really align with my goals. And a lot of the projects I was working on didn't align with what I wanted to do long term. And I just didn't realize that I love sports so much and I played soccer as a child that it brought me a lot more joy talking about sports than talking about politics or anything of that sort. So I ultimately decided in 2017 to exit that world after five years in the industry and decided that I would go into sports. So it was not the easiest transition. It was a lot of working for free and a lot of working other jobs so that I could supplement an income while also believing that I could be a sports writer. But I am the kind of person that truly works in the mindset that it will happen. I never once believed that I would never achieve this goal. It was just a matter of when. And so after about a year and a half of doing the freelance game, I eventually landed my first full-time role at Yahoo Sports and was there for about three and a half years before leaving to go to boardroom. So it's been quite the transition from politics to journalism, but I absolutely love it and I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's incredible. I mean, it's you thought about what made you happiest and you really moved on that. So that's really inspiring. I think a lot of people are afraid of change like that. It's a big move and you were unsure of how it would work, but you really were very determined and you worked to make it happen. I don't recommend anybody doing it if <laughs> you don't think that the payoff, I mean, I was definitely going in blind faith and my parents were constantly asking me if I felt fulfilled and I'd be like, yes, of course, knowing 
in the back of my mind, I was working as a babysitter and I was delivering groceries, but also at night I would just write so that I could build my portfolio. And so it certainly takes a different type of work ethic, but the payoff of it so far has been absolutely worth it. And I couldn't imagine working in any other industry. You were telling me the other day that you've been able to travel to incredible places through your career in sports. And I think that a lot of people think about sports and they're like, oh yeah, the big game. And, you know, I'm watching this game on, on TV and, or I'm going to travel and go see my favorite team play. But there is actually a lot of travel involved in covering sports too, because you're, you're sort of having to go to where the game is or where a draft is or whatever. So what is it like traveling and covering sports at the same time? Like, how does that work? How does a typical trip work when you're going to travel somewhere and cover a game or an event? Yeah. So I've been very, very lucky and blessed that I've been probably able to go to close to 30 different places for work. Yeah. In the last- That's a lot. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. It's a lot of places and a lot of them are repeat spots, but um, traveling for work is always a different experience because I spend a lot of my time either on the plane or the train or driving, but the work still has to get done. So, and it has to get done when you're on site. I think the best part about my job for me is the traveling because you're seeing in real time how things work and you're seeing something that you're seeing online or on TV about a company and a brand and the types of things they want to do to see it play out loud and play in front of you is really remarkable. And I think traveling allows me to become more cultured with not only this country, but also going overseas, considering the fact that I was born overseas and a typical work day for me, I I'm arriving on site most times is the day of, and we're just go, go, go. Questions are prepped to speak to people, understanding what sort of activation, what sort of project we're working on. If it's something along the lines of the Super Bowl, it kind of just writes themselves. But if it's something more to do with what a brand is doing in terms of, I've worked with Nike, I've worked with Adidas, I've worked with Under Armour, and the sort of projects that they want to do that cater to specific audiences, it's really about understanding how you can use the skills that I have as a writer and then the story that the brand wants to share and sort of merge those two things together. And so it could be me working out with an athlete to understand their day-to-day exercise routine, cooking alongside and recognizing what kind of food they like to eat or at the general thing, just hanging out with execs and picking their brains. I think that's the beauty of my job is that it's not sort of monolithic and it really allows myself to be creative. That's so cool. It sounds like, I think we all know this, but there's so much more than just like an athlete, right? There are so many layers to them and and layers to the process and for team sports as well, like how do they interact, the plans, the strategy. So we're talking right now, it's early February, it's February 1st. It's, it's a couple of weeks before the Super Bowl. You're getting ready to go. That sounds like a really cool opportunity, but what's the coolest opportunity you've had as a sports writer? What what would you say is like in your career, what were something that really stands out for you as being like, wow, I can't believe I was able to do this for work? Oh, that's such a good question. So I, in 2019, I remember my parents would always, they always every year around the holidays ask us to write our goals for the following year and they want to keep them. And it's for them to keep us accountable, but also, you know, to celebrate those wins. And so in 2018, Christmas time, my dad had asked me and I sort of blinked on it and I was just making it really quickly. And so I had written on there, I want to attend a Manchester United match. They're my favorite club. 
And I've been a fan of them since I basically could figure out what soccer was. And so I just knew that I wanted to be at Old Trafford and watch the match. And like I said before, I kind of go into things with blind optimism. And so I constantly think it's going to happen. I just don't know the steps. I know that A, will meet B, but there's going to be maybe two steps or 2,000 steps in the process of it. And so after that in 2018, I got hired at Yahoo in uh, January of 2019. So I started the year landing my dream job at a nationally recognized sports outlet after freelancing for maybe at that point, 15 or 16 months. And I just figured I'm going to keep working. I'll keep working. And part of the beauty about being in sports is that because your work is on a public platform, people are keen to want to invite you or to want to get to know you. And so they noticed I was writing a lot about Manchester United. Also, tweeting a lot about Manchester United, posting on Instagram about Manchester United. And so by October, I had gotten just this email and it just said invite at the top Manchester. And I didn't know what it meant, but like my breath, I just, I remember not being able to like really catch my breath. And it just, I opened up, it was like, hi, Bintian, we've seen your work. We're big fans. Want to know if you're interested on going and going to Manchester with us as a guest of Marriott Hotels was the one that covered the trip. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, this is not happening. (laughs) And it was like, oh, it's in a week. Like you have to leave in a week. And I'm thinking, okay, it's my mom's birthday. I don't want to miss that. But also like, I think she'll understand. And so within eight days, I was in Manchester with the club, working with them. And it was in that moment where I was like, it does not matter what I do. And that was my, only my second work trip at the time. That was two of now like 35. So at that point I was like, it does not matter what I accomplish. I am just so glad that I was able to, A, stick to the goal that I had that I randomly written down and told my dad, B, that I got to do this and say that I got to see my favorite team play at their home stadium, meet them. And I think that's just a testament of, again, you don't know the steps that you're going to go into about it, but unless you just keep your head down and remain focused, I think you'll see that it's a lot easier to reach those goals. And now it's the mindset of not if I'll be able to go, but wow, I should be looking forward to this invite and that should work in my favor. Wow. Talk about manifesting. And so when you got that invite, did you recall that you wrote down the goal? Did you remember? No, my dad. Okay. So it wasn't until I went home for Christmas that year. And my dad was like, do you not remember what you said? And not that I wrote it in passing and thinking that I would just forget it, but I think I just wrote it just so I could have something to share with him. And he was like, that was the second goal on your list. And I don't even remember what the first goal was. And he's like, you had a chance to do that. And I just felt like I wrote it down, manifested it, said it out loud. And I think that that was really what put the gears in motion. And I've always been someone, I'm lucky, very, very lucky to have two parents that have instilled just a culture of working hard and remaining focused on the task at hand. And I think that's what truly what led me. And since then, I've been there again. They invited me back there again in 2022. So I think I must be doing something right. (laughs) Amazing. I love that. I love... I love so many things about that story. Number one, your parents 
having that tradition. I really love that. That's honestly something that I might steal from you because I feel like that sounds like, it sounds really fun too. just like be able to look back and see if I'm sure that they've saved them. Like, and looking back and saying like, oh, you know, 10 years ago, this was your goal. And like, wow, think about how you've like designed your life around this. And like, it's, it's really fascinating. And then also just that yeah, the next month you got this job. I mean, you said nationally recognized. I would argue that Yahoo's international. I mean, oh, it's a major, major outlet, Vincienne. Don't yeah. don't tell yourself short. That's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, that sounds like an incredible opportunity and it sounds like you really seized it. And wow, how cool to go with a, and a, a brand like Marriott who's looking out and saying, oh, look at this woman and what she's writing. We should invite her. That's an interesting crossover too into your world of travel, working with a travel brand, Marriott, and then Manchester United. So what event are you looking forward to most coming up? Is it the big game? Is that something that's higher on your list right now? I think so because, like I said, I was born overseas, but I grew up in Kansas City. So as a Chiefs fan, I have seen them play on the world's biggest stage, This will be my third time. So I saw them in Miami, saw them in Phoenix last year, and I will be seeing them in Las Vegas um, this year. And I'm so excited. It's always, I always say that it's like the birthday gift because my birthday normally during falls during that week. And so I get a chance to celebrate, but also watch them. And that's another thing. It doesn't dawn on me that there was one point in my life where they weren't a good team and I was still supporting them. And I was not where I wanted to be in my life, but I still felt the support from other people. And now the Chiefs are playing in their fourth title game in five years. And I've been there for two going on three. And I'm excited to just see all the content that will come out of it because I think it just elevates it every year. The first time I was there, I was so overwhelmed, felt like a fish out of water. But now I can almost consider myself a veteran of being, you know, at the big game. And to think that this will be my fourth time attending and I can now just show the ropes. And I'm always about wanting to introduce people who have never been a part of it to this sort of life because it's arguably the most chaotic week of your life, but it also is the most rewarding because you're at a place where so few people, truly so few people can ever say that they've been able to attend. And that doesn't escape me when I, when I land and knowing that I come from a country that we don't get a lot of fortune like this and to be able to represent Cameroon at various parts when I'm traveling and say, yes, I'm a Cameroonian woman that gets a chance to speak to some of your favorite athletes and at the same time, attend some of the biggest sporting matches in the world. It's really incredible how humbled you are too. And how, how you really, you really naturally, you can tell it it's authentic. You really are grateful for your experiences. So did you play soccer growing up? Was that one of your sports? I did. I played, uh, I was a striker and I played in middle school and high school. And when I got to college, I sort of took a step back so I could focus on my career, but I still watched and I still participate in the discourse, um, whether it be online or just arguing with my brothers. We have a group chat of the three of us just constantly discussing soccer plays here and there. And so that's probably the best thing is that I've never, sports has never escaped me, even when I was in the political scene. So you seem very close with your family. Do you have a big family? Do they all live in the U.S. now? Yes. Well, my immediate family, we all live in the U.S. 
and I have, I'm one of five. So I have three older brothers and a twin sister. So, and she's a lot different. She is an econ PhD candidate and there's me, the sports journalist, but yeah, we're all very close. And I think we all just genuinely support each other in anything that we do. And and every, before I tell any person about any of my travels, about any interview that I get a chance to do, my family always hears about it first because they're the ones when there was a time when I didn't think that this would work. And there are a lot of really poignant pieces of advice that I learned working in this industry and traveling. And I think that had it not been for them, I wouldn't have been as motivated to do what I get to do now. So your twin sister, or do you have any travel plans for fun for your birthday? Your birthday's coming up. So are you guys going to do anything fun together? I don't think we'll be able to because we are both going to be working, but we definitely have plans. The hard part about traveling a lot for your job is that when you are not traveling, you don't really want to go anywhere. So I'm trying <laughs> to work into, right? I'm trying to work into like, I hear you. let's travel for fun this year. So I think we're going to take a sister trip um, this summer. We haven't really decided where yet, but once we get some considerable time off, we'll do a sister trip of some sort so we can just both celebrate our wins. That's amazing. So our listeners also love to hear about what inspires our guests on the podcast. So you work in, you have this amazing career in in sports journalism and travel and, and food journalism too. You write about, you know, sort of the local food scene in DC and it sounds like you have a very full life. So what inspires you on a daily basis? It's actually very funny because I truly find inspiration in anything, whether it be just waking up. I think my creativity is one of my strongest suits. And I just feel inspired by not only giving back, that's a big part of what I do. And also just inspired by being able to share someone's story. I think that every single person in this world has something to share. And if I could share every single story, I would love to do that. But I am feeling inspired by the kind of things that I read about selfless acts and people that give back and people that use their platform for things. And I didn't get into media to be renowned and well-known. And while that's a nice perk, I just feel constantly influenced by the good that people do. And if I can be a fraction of that example, then I think I've done something right. Wow. That's amazing. You are definitely doing really good work and it's very inspiring to hear to hear your story and to hear you speak. So we want to make sure that we get that out there too, not just you telling everybody else's story. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's different to be like the one answering the question. I'm normally like, okay, let's transition into this. <laughs> Well, you're a good you're a good subject as well, Vincien. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today um, and making this happen so quickly. We're really excited to see your work and uh, to see some of the stories that are coming up from you on Boardroom and um, and some of your other outlets. And you know, we're so happy that you were able to share your story and your perspective with our listeners today. Oh my gosh, this was so amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. And I am truly just, I will say to anyone out there that is thinking of getting into this, I would say be comfortable with the word no 
because I heard no plenty of times in my career, but also rejection is redirection. And please do not get discouraged by that because a lot of the no's that I heard early on are the same people that are wanting to work with me now, which is flattering, but also just know that your time is coming and no one else's life is going to rival yours. So just stay focused on the task at hand and you'll finally see the wind start manifesting. Wow. What a great note to end on. Thank you so much, Vincienne. Can't wait to see what else you do. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. 